0: Welcome to Day 184 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together. We've enjoyed a journey through the New Testament and a larger journey through the narrative of Scripture. And uh, we've devoted ourselves in this year uh, to the last, you know, third or, uh, of our Old Testament, uh, the message of the prophets. And that's a beautiful transition. You know, to the promise of God uh, blessing all the nations of the earth through Abraham, to seeing how those promises will ultimately be fulfilled in the new covenant and the new work, you know, that God does in the hearts and the lives of his his people. Uh, But imminent for Judah at this point is not the restoration. Imminent for Judah is the exile from which God will eventually gather them and send uh, one on the throne of David to reign after God's own heart. Uh, so we come to uh, Jeremiah chapter 27, and uh, we found ourselves yesterday about a decade away from, you know, the final events of the exile. We, we fast forwarded. We're about eight years forward, you know, in the narrative as we jump from, you know, one chapter to the other. And, and of course, this is very common of the prophets. They'll, they'll give us vignettes, you know, that are far forward in history. Then they'll move back in history. Then they'll move even Far more forward, so they're not given to us in a chronological order. They're given to us in these windows, mm-hmm. and uh, here is a window of insight right into the moments before, uh, you know, Judah does go into exile, mm-hmm. and uh, Jeremiah's, you know, warning, you know, not only to Judah but to the surrounding nations. So we're in Jeremiah chapter twenty-seven, and it's. Um, I hope we don't say this to the point of you know, us overhearing it. You know what a privilege it is to have God's word to read God's Word, but more than that, there's an invitation from God's Word to come into God's presence and to know Him, and that, uh, that is our desire, that uh, God, through His Spirit, uh, has breathed out His Word, and by His Spirit, breathes it into our hearts and lives, and our desire is for the Spirit to continue to work through His Word to bring us into the presence of God so that He may transform us into the image of His Son. So as we read, we, we come very expectant, very expectant, very uh, expectantly into God's presence for Him to continue His work in our heart and life. So Matt, do not you lift us up before we read?
1: Yeah, let's pray, Father. We do come expectantly to to hear from You, mm-hmm. to fellowship with You, and and to enjoy You. And so we thank You um, through the union that we have in Christ um, that we get to. To fellowship with you through your word and, and by your spirit and so we ask father that you would draw near to us as we draw near to you speak to us um, father convict us of sin comfort us in your grace and um, remind us of who you are because we're a forgetful people we love you it's in Christ and we pray amen
0: Jeremiah 27 <clears throat> early in the reign of Zedekiah son of Josiah king of Judah this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord said to me. Make a yoke out of straps and crossbars, and put it on your neck. Then send word to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon through the envoys which have come to Jerusalem to Zedekiah, king of Judah. Give them a message for their masters and say, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Tell this to your masters. With my great power and outstretched arm, I made the earth and its people, the animals that are in it, And I give it to anyone I please. Now I will give your countries into the hands of my servant, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. I'll make even the wild animals subject to him. All the nations will serve him and his sons and his grandson until the time for his land comes. Then many nations and great kings will subjugate him. If, however, any nation or kingdom will not serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, or bow its neck under his yoke, I will punish that nation with a sword, famine, and plagues, declares the Lord, until I destroy it by his hand. So do not listen to your prophets or diviners or interpreters of dreams or mediums or sorcerers who tell you you will not serve the king of Babylon. They prophesy lies to you that will only serve to remove you far from your lands. I will banish you and you will perish. But if any nation will bow its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will let that nation remain in its own land to till it and to live there, declares the Lord. I give the same message to Zedekiah, king of Judah. <clears throat> I said, bow your, and bow your neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon. Serve him and his people and you will live. Uh, will you? And your people die by the sword and the famine and the plague, which the Lord has threatened to any nation that will not serve the king of Babylon. Do not listen to the words of the prophets who say to you, you will not serve the king of Babylon, for they are prophesying lies to you. I have not sent them, declares the Lord, they are prophesying lies in my name. Therefore, I will banish you and, will per- and you will perish, both you and the prophets who prophesy to you. Then I said to the priest and all these people, this is what the Lord says. Do not listen to the prophets who say, very soon now the articles from the Lord's house will be brought back from Babylon. They're prophesying lies to you. Do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and you will live. Why should this city become a ruin? If they are prophets and have the word of the Lord in them, then let them plead with the Lord Almighty that the articles remaining in the house of the Lord and in the palace of the king and in Jerusalem. And will not be taken to Babylon. For this is what the Lord Almighty says about the pillars, the bronze sea, the movable stands, and the other articles that are left in the city, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take away when he carried Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, along with all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says about the things that are left in the house of the Lord, and in the palace of the king of Judah, and in Jerusalem. They will be taken to Babylon. And they will remain until the day I come from, declares the Lord. Then I will bring them back and restore them to this place. You have a nice little note of God's sovereignty, which we will see also in, in the next couple of readings. It's not Nebuchadnezzar who has taken away the articles, and it's not mm-hmm. you know, King Cyrus who will later bring them back, but it's the hand of the Lord you know, that has done this. So historically, we have you know, the great revival of Josiah. <laughs> then we have you know, his son Jehoiakim, and that's uh, the king uh, that we read about yesterday. Between them, Jehoiachin. Uh, you know who was you know Josiah's grandson, and under Jehoiachin, there's the first exile where Nebuchadnezzar comes back and he takes some of the leading people and some of the articles, you know from you know from the temple, and in this particular instance, the prophets are saying they're just going to be back in short time. Don't worry about it. Everything's coming back. Jehoiachin's coming back, you know as well, and uh, Jeremiah saying no, there's much more to, be, to happen, and so you have Zedekiah, you know who's gathering all of these uh, nobles from Moab and Edom and uh, in the city of Jerusalem to plan an uprising against Nebuchadnezzar. And that's where Jeremiah goes into their presence with this yoke on and says, no, uh, don't rebel, uh, but take a yoke because it's not really a yoke from the king Nebuchadnezzar. It's a yoke mm-hmm. from the Lord God Almighty. And this is what he has decreed.
2: Hmm. No, I mean, what it just, a, I don't know, you look at all the events happening here and i'm sure for the people who are in these events and the families and the moms and the dads i mean there's so much going on with all this and yet we get this crazy view of as you mentioned the sovereignty of god him easily at work moving nations and powers and kings and you know so as we're looking at scripture and reading about you know who is the lord who is god this is a great glimpse into who he is and and a good reminder for our own hearts as we look at whatever's going on around us to Trust that even if it doesn't quite make sense that there is a God at work and he has his plan and obviously hard, easy to accept in the good times, harder to accept in the more difficult times, but I mean, Scripture does paint time and time again and reminds us who the Lord is, how powerful he is, and, and that he can be trusted.
0: Well, you have this you know, uh, wonderful theme of the servant. So you can have Abraham who is a servant of the Lord. You can have Moses who is a servant of the Lord. You can have David, who is a servant of the Lord, but you can also have Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. and Nebuchadnezzar is a completely different, you know, kind of servant. Mm-hmm. He, he is one who will, a couple of times, begrudgingly acknowledge God, but never finally turn away, you know, from his idolatries. Uh, and, but he is he is one who is not at all in the character of these other men who were servants of God. But everyone, you know, everyone serves in one sense. You know, serves God's purposes, whether they are resisting him or whether they're following him. They're part of his sovereign plan to bring all of creation, you know, together. And of course, we have the famous reference of the servant of the Lord in Isaiah, the one who will completely do God's will in God's way, uh, the coming Messiah.
1: Yeah. And, it, you know, as we've been reading Jeremiah, we've, we've seen Jeremiah speaking to the people and prophesying and saying, you know, God is going to to send you into exile because of your rebellion. You know, so on the one hand, we're seeing the extent of God's sovereignty that he's like an outstretched arm. I made the the earth and his people and the animals that are in it, and I give it to anyone I please. I mean, it's all of the Lord's and his sovereignty extends to everything. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, we see the human responsibility that they continue to break the covenant. They continue to mm-hmm. rebel, you know, and we read this and we want... We read about the God's sovereignty in light of our human situation. We tend to just kind of want it to be like, I want to solve this. I want to figure this out, you know, and and miss that. Man, these things go together and we don't fully understand it. And
0: you have those wonderful little notes of creation. Uh, You know, the God Mm -hmm. is the creator God who has created all of these things. And, of course, his desire was to gift them, you know, to Adam and Eve. (laughs) <laughs> and then, of course, his desire was also to bring Israel into the Promised Land and give these things to them. So you have that, you know, creature mandate, you know, that the wild animals, even the wild animals, would submit to him. The gifts I intended for all humanity to have, you know, in, in Eden, and the gifts I intended for you to have, you know, in the land that I, I have given to you. I'm going to give to the most unlikely person, so someone who is more rebellious than you, mm-hmm. you know, will actually be. The instrument by which I you know, choose to judge you, and the good gifts that could have been yours, I, I will give him for for a short time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he 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 also acknowledges that Nebuchadnezzar's sons, then grandsons, and of course we see mm-hmm. them drinking from the goblets in the temple, and God mm-hmm. <laughs> writes on the wall, meaning meaning Tikiu that you've been weighed and you've been numbered, and, and of course they too will c- undergo the same judgment because they have failed to acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. See God. Uh, moving in an incredible way, offering gifts that should have been rightfully the people of God you know, to others uh, you know, as a judgment against uh, the nation of Israel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and we thank you uh, that you are the maker of heaven and earth. And you intended all, all good things uh, to be a, a gift that you granted in your, your grace to humanity and a gift that you granted to your people uh, through covenant in in israel and in a a grant that you have given us paul could say we have been given freely all things to enjoy we thank you for the goodness that comes to us through your hands but more than anything else we thank you for the extraordinary grace in the lord jesus christ may we enjoy your goodness not only in, in in the gifts that we possess but in the way that you have possessed us in christ jesus It's in your holy name, amen.